can kick your fancy ales, you can drink them by the flagon, but the only food for the brave and true comes from the Green Dragon. Welcome to the Green Dragon Podcast. This is Jeremy and... And this is David. Greetings. We're going to talk about a few things. Firstly, what we're doing. So we've, we've been doing something. Might be a lot, might not be. We've been away for a while, so there's definitely some stories to be told there. We're going to talk about our experiences in battle companies, which is going to be fun, isn't it, David? Yeah. I've I hope so. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out, I guess. We will find out. We have had some experience in battle companies, so find out about that. I have an army list due in tonight as I'm recording, so we might do a live army list creation, which should be fun. Yeah, do we do we not. get listener feedback or do we just, you know... Well, we pretend to. So we go... No, we, we don't get listener feedback, but I'll get your feedback, David, because it's sometimes fun to bounce ideas off someone. I listen to the show occasionally, so... Well, too bad you don't have to listen to the show. It's just I'm going <laughs> to bounce ideas off you and say, which should I take? And you're going to say it. And I'm going to say, no, I don't like that idea. It sounds like a plan. Mm. So that's what we're going to get covered. It's a bit of all over the place this episode, but it should be good fun. Enjoy. So there's been a big hiatus from the podcast, mainly because I've been overseas and haven't been able to, to share the equipment with anyone. So it's quite a bit to talk about. David, what have you been doing in terms of, I guess, painting, modeling, creating while I've been away? Well, my main focus over the last, it feels like at least six months now, has been the tale of Green Dragon Gamers painting competition. Well, painting challenge, I guess. Cause challenge. There, there it wasn't, wasn't a really a prize. Well, I can give you a prize if you want. Well, I think the prize was having a painted army at the end of it. So Yeah, that's what I was going to give you. Oh, nice. So, I've been painting mountains of Rohan, really. You have. They've been impressive. I saw the pictures of them and I've seen them in person and I'm impressed in bo- at both. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's been most of my hobby, painting them. I did get a couple of games in in the middle um, with the 500-point variant just to see if I was on the right track. I took them to a, I think it was a four-game tournament. I won't go into the full tournament report, but yep, it turns out Foot Rohan does one thing very well. It runs away from the enemy while throwing things over its shoulder and screaming. <laughs> In uh, two games, this was sufficient to score a win. In two games, it was not. So, as a general rule, you deploy your Rohan. You rush as close to the enemy as you can to get within knife range with your throwing spears. Your Rohan realizes that they should have brought regular spears because they can't survive in combat, and then you back away until the enemy pins you against terrain. Fantastic. Yeah, that sounds really good. So, can you just go through quickly what you actually painted for the, the challenge? Because I'm a bit curious. You, you're the only one who actually finished it on time. The others, we all promised we're going to get it done eventually, but we're probably like a lot of the listeners where uh, life got away from us. I, I stayed into it for two of the months, and that third month just got to me. So, what did you paint? Okay, so it started with um, Thadden, King of Rohan, on foot. He did end up getting a horse by the end of it. Uh, with his 12 Royal Guard um, with Throwing Spear. They form the core of the army, and they were the original inspiration for the army. I said, I've got 12 Royal Guard on foot with Throwing Spear. What can I do with them? So, supporting them, I've got Eowyn with Sword. Gamling with Magic Banner. Hummer that is the army, let's with be honest. Sword. Oh, Hummer... Hummer is the core. Like um, No, no, no. Gambling, this was the reason why I lost one of those two games I lost, was Gambling, with his royal standard, calls a heroic move. He takes his courage test, the army being broken. He rolls his flat ones and goes, the royal family's here, but I've got the royal standard. There is only one royal standard. I shall protect the standard. So he runs off with mm-hmm. the banner, 
taking my heroic move with him, so the Berserker Horde was able to move first. Ah, uh, yes. But Gamling, no, not Gamling, but Hummer, he was a rock. He stayed, he stayed true. Fair enough. Any other heroes? Are you sneaking in? Any huntsmen or anything? By the time we get to the thousand points, you've got the rest of the royal family. So you've got Theodred Nemor, or Emir, or however, however Matt chooses to pronounce it. And we've got two generic captains. Oh, perfect. I was going to convert up a huntsman, but then I ran out of points. <laughs> there's plenty of time to add to that. Yeah. Rohan's nice in that you can keep adding to it, I guess, because there's, mm-hmm. there's a lot available. Yeah. Um, you haven't even touched on the mounted side of it, so... Mm-hmm. Plenty to go on. It's surprisingly effective. Have you played any games of it yet? Um, other than the tournament? You played the tournament, didn't you? Have uh, you played any just, just I did play um one five fifty point game of that new mission where you secretly mark down which models you're wishing to kill and which models you need to protect. I believe it's called Fog of War, but I'm not entirely I sure. I think it is. I think it is. I don't know the new names, but in fairness, I don't know the old names either. Uh-huh. So it's well, it's the, the secret one. So yeah, I played I played a game that wasn't the banner mission and they performed excellently. Because the block of throwing spears can call a heroic move every turn to stay away from the enemy. And they can call heroic accuracy every turn, which gives you the hits that you need against the enemy leaders to get the kill for the objectives. Furthermore, this was probably the best part of the game. Eowyn and her ten archers and two royal guard were on a flank. And this flank was covered in tents. Like, it was, it was intense. They it were was intense, everywhere. Yeah. I was wondering if you were going to do that. And against Jurakai scouts, they were able to like, because they kept losing priority, they'd be able to take a step where they could just get a shot through in the ways that that guy hiding behind that tent, or they could move and take cover. And it was just this game of cat and mouse with Eowyn and a handful of, you know, archers fighting Lurtz and Merhur. And oh, they did, they did exceptionally. They, yeah, I saw that. I looked over the shoulder of that game and it looked really fun. Uh, Kylie was actually over the moon about how well you were doing because mm-hmm. I think she was getting the idea of what she could do for a Rohan army. So oh. that was that was good. Uh, and we're playing a tournament tomorrow, aren't we, with it? And you're going to use a variation of it? Okay. So it's a doubles tournament. So I've got the 500-point variant, which is the 12 Royal Guard and a handful of hangers-on. And I'm actually teaming up with Nick from the podcast. And I believe he's got the three hunters. So I believe. We will have a Shadow of the Hornberg list. It's a really cool list, yes. And we will have three free might per turn, assuming my heroes are in the right it's position. It's a really scary list. <laughs> now, that should should be a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the tournament tomorrow as well. We're madly painting. Well, I'm madly painting. You're casually painting whatever you feel like as we're recording because I've got to get some elves done. So, how are, how have your elves been going? Pretty well, actually. Uh, I didn't didn't meet my green dragon challenge but i will get it done eventually and i'll play through the campaign you've written and we'll publish and and throw that up there because that should be good fun but i'll go on speaking of which um for those who have been missing the campaign we have got it written it went out for proofreading and then our proofreader um skipped the country with the draft yeah yeah, we had to send jeremy over to liaise with our listeners in japan to try and um you know, resecure that. So at some point, it'll be coming out. It'll be out just before this episode. Oh, so, even better. So that's it's it's well and truly on its way, and we might do another recording about it as well. But I would like to actually play a bit more with it. So it's the proofreading's essentially for for grammar and and spelling and that sort of stuff. The gameplay we're having a pretty good estimate of what it's going to be like, but yeah, not not extensively playtested yeah. at this point. Mm-hmm. So that should be good fun. Uh, yeah, so I've I've painted since I've got back. 
I've painted a couple elves, I think some horsemen. So that was, they take a long time, the Merkwood Cavalry. It's really slowed me down, but they're worth getting done. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually in my hands, I'm painting my uh, fifth and sixth ones at the moment, and then some dismounts for them as well. So that's quite, quite fun to do, but taking a long time to do. So I'll, I will get them done. Yeah. That's why I went with the infantry Rohan army, because I knew I was painting on a time limit and I can't paint horses on a time limit. No, just... they, they take a long time, don't they? I, I, I'm probably going to estimate... Maybe they take four times as long as an infantry model. Yeah, that sounds accurate. Because not only do you have to paint the horse, but you've got to paint the rider to match their dismount. And it just it takes longer than it should. It it does. It always feels a bit longer. And also the like yeah bits of the horse saddles and all the sort of reins and things tend to take a while. It it does take a long time. So I've been been painting up those. I uh, finished. Did I finish my banner? No, I finished my banner before I left. That was one of the last ones I did. Before I left, so I got my my horses done. That was all good. I got a couple models for my battle company done, which so I've painted a couple models for my battle company, my Gundabad battle company, and they. I'll talk. Maybe I'll talk about them in the battle companies. But basically, it's been a conversion for a Gundabad berserker that I've redone, and I put together a a, a goblin mercenary, Gundabad goblin mercenary, or just goblin mercenary, uh, which was fun to convert up and paint. So they've distracted me a bit. And I managed to borrow an airbrush from my brother, and I've been having fun with the airbrush. So that's distracted me quite a bit, but I managed to finish off a troll brute as a bit of a palette cleanser, which is, I'm really proud of it, actually. It looks really good, uh, in my opinion, anyway. I'm, I'm biased. Oh, no, it's, it's a solid paint job. That, that thing is nice. Yeah, it's a model that I didn't initially like, so I've, I've grown to like it. It's it's not my favourite. Like it's not not the first thing I'm gonna to pick in every army list, uh, but I am looking forward to it. And I need two of them eventually for scenarios, so I'm more confident about that. So I will put together the second one now and and get it all done up. So I'm happy with that. What it means as well is that with the the paint uh, the paintbrush the airbrush, I'm pretty confident that I can finally get my smog done uh, in in a decent amount of time and actually finish. So. I'm really excited about that. So I haven't done a huge quantity of painting, but I feel like it's the calm before the storm. I feel like I'm going to get a bunch done soon now that life's settling down a bit and back to a routine. Okay, that's going to be scary to see, though, the smog just coming across the table. Yeah, I honestly think I can knock it off in in a week of, of evenings, I think. I think now that I've I've seen what the, the airbrush can do, I think that's that's reasonable. I think it'll take me two to three sessions to actually get all the base coat colors on and all the, the airbrush details. And then it'll probably take me the same amount of sessions, three, to, to pick out the details. I, I must admit I'm cheating a bit in that I've got the base almost all done. So the base, base I wasn't worried about because that was nice and easy, but the actual dragon, I've only got the, the undercoat and a red layer on. Is this the standard pile of gold base, or do you have a Lake Town base? Or a- not yet. I, I will do a Lake Town base. I'm not going to glue him onto the base, so I'll definitely do a Lake Town base, but this is the standard one to start with. I figure I've just got to get it done and on the, the move first, and then we can think about actual scenario play rather than just throw it on the table or throw it on my painting shelf and be proud of it. Yeah, it'll, it will make a fine centerpiece, though, wherever you end up you know, throwing it. Absolutely, absolutely excited about that. And I've also, I guess the last thing for me is that I've been pretty slowly putting up um, my collection of models and stuff that I painted recently on my Instagram. 
so I've got it, and I've made a little hashtag for the Green Dragon, which is just me at the moment, but hopefully other people add to that eventually. And that's been good fun. So I'm, I'm reaching a different audience there because I'm pretty sure that most of the people there um, are just looking at like the Games Workshop feed. So that's that's been quite good. Oh, over the holidays, I didn't talk about this either, did I? Um, Forge World found my Thranduil. Nice. This is the one with the um, like diorama base? Yes, yes. So they, I, I sent a picture to them quite a while ago and I would have got like an intern or someone, whoever was handing the website, just said, oh, that looks very nice. Thank you. And that was it. And then I didn't know anything about it, but they've gone and photoshopped my background from white to being a nice a dark color, and they put it up on their main feed. So that was kind of exciting. So you heard it here first. The image was photoshopped. Yes. Well, the the, the image is pretty much original, mm-hmm. but the background was definitely okay. photoshopped. Like, so good that the Photoshop artists like, we can't improve that. Well, I don't think they'd be bothered, really. <laughs> I think it'd be too much work. It'd be quicker with a paintbrush. Mm-hmm. So that was really good. So they're using it to sell the model, but yeah. that's okay. But no, but that means they scoured the land, and yours was the best Thandral. No, it's really nice to be, be current. Yeah. Because it's been a long time since any of the official outlets have wanted to, to to put out Hobbit, Lord of the Rings, Middle-Earth models. Yeah. So it's really nice to get some attention that way. Yeah. And we're back. Battle Companies, David. We played quite a bit, haven't we? Yeah, we've we've been getting into this, you know, new or old, depending on how you look at it, style of playing. New old style, yes. Mm-hmm. So, did you get much into the original Battle no. Companies release? No, I played through a, a little bit, but I think we we're trying to be too formal with the the way we played it and have everyone play at the same time and... Yeah. And basically get through it, and I think we we basically gave up quite quickly. It was quite lethal early on, I thought. I almost had the opposite experience with the original set, because I played against my brother, and we, because we were both there, we played a whole lot of games, and we got quite a fair way into it, but the problem is, starting with only one might, you'd realise you'd like 10, 12, 15 games in, and your companies were still weaker than even a very small points game, so we're like... Even though we're getting this progression, what are we progressing towards? And it was really, it was a strong early high, and then it was a big letdown when we realized we hadn't actually gotten anywhere. Mm. I did play a fair bit of the the fan version. I can't remember who made that, and I should look that up and give them some credit. But that one was fun. But once again, I thought it was very swingy in terms of lethality. Mm -hmm. And I also thought there was some really extremes in what we get. Like we played against, one of the companies had a Moria Goblin company, which was for Wag Marauders. Whoa. Um, so that was just as nasty as anything, because that's a nasty model already. So yeah. you can manipulate it and get that. I think a Wag Marauder would take out most companies by itself. I actually got a, I think it was a draw or a win with my eight model Lake Town company against it, just by picking on one and intimidating them that and have to work really hard for it. Because you could kill the Wag Marauders if you trapped them. Yes. Uh, but you had to separate them and draw them off and bait them and it wasn't easy. But this time, what are you what are you playing at the moment? Okay, so my main company has been Gondor, and the reason I chose Gondor was 
since I've been painting so much Rohan, I'm like, I don't really have time to convert models as I need them. So Gondor is the army that I have the most variety with in painted models. So I'm like, this is the company I can take furthest before I hit the, uh, I don't have it sort of wall. Yeah, you are a Gondor player though. Let's, let's face it. Oh, that might be why I have such a large collection of Gondor. Yeah, but... when was it ever not going to be Gondor? Um, Hobbits were tempting, but then there was Gondor, so... Yeah, no, no, I could see you taking the Hobbits. I noticed that on the first day you had about five different uh, five different companies in your case ready to decide which one to play. Yeah, so that was... People said, hey, Battle Companies is happening. And I'm like, okay, I'll... I didn't have the book then. I'm still arriving. It'll show up at some point. I went, let's just grab a whole bunch of models and then we'll see what we've got when we get there. Yeah, it's a good way of doing it. And it works pretty well that way as well. You can often just message someone and just say, okay, what's my starting company? Mm-hmm. Tell me my reinforcement table and away you go. Yeah, so that, yeah absolutely. That was mm-hmm. good. So you started with Gondor. Have you done any others? I've also got a goblin company that's started to cook along. They're about three games in. And they've currently been retired while I figure out where to get some black shields because I don't have any and now I need some. That's a real shame. I wouldn't mind playing them even tonight. I wouldn't mind giving them a, a go because I've, um, I've been playing Gundabad as my, my big one, like your Gondor. Mm-hmm. It's, it's progressed and it's progressed well like your Gondor, I think. So it, it's become quite strong. It's, it's my first company. So I sort of assume that all companies would experience the same rapid progression, but then I I played the, the Mirkwood Elves, Thranduil's Halls, and had the opposite experience. My my guys just didn't improve. I lost two heroes by second game, and... And I you were fi- winning those games, weren't you? I was winning games. I won... I played five games of them. I won three, got a draw and a loss. So, normally you'd think that's a good result. That's a... That, and for a starting company as well, like I was, I was pulling off some underdog wins... I assassinated a cave troll. I did some fantastic stuff with them. But the I just rolled badly on the injury table, I guess, and badly on the upgrades as well. I kept getting the the special rule for the, the company, yep. which, like most companies, it's not very impressive. So the elf one is that I get to count as rolling a six on, like, leaps. It's cool, but it's not, you know... It's not worth the ten influence. And when people are drawing might... Yep, which and is you, only five. Yes, and oh, you yeah. get the 10 point, in, or whatever it is, 10 point two rating. Or, so I'm giving mm. up re-rolls because I can, I can get good leap skills. Which depends on your terrain, so. Even then, it's, it's like, later on it's going to be great for, like, the, the, to top off a character. But the first things you want is, is attacks or, mm-hmm. uh, or something, attacks or might, really. Let's face it, they're, they're the upgrade you want. Yeah. My Gondor company has actually got to the stage where I'm starting to roll a second time on those hero special rules, which means you start getting to choose. You, you get yes. more control, and that yes. is nice. Oh, that is so good. My my Gundabads have just reached that point where I got to do that because every one of the heroes, except for one with, which was a promotion, have got that army special rule, yeah. which is the Gundabad is actually okay, yeah. um, and it's okay for beginning companies because I can exchange all my attacks for one attack, which when I ha- all my attacks are one, I'm going to do it every time. That seems worthwhile. For plus one to wound. Yeah, so early on, I it's fine. That. 
it's, it's actually pretty good, but later on it's going to become less useful. But what is useful is that every time I roll that one again, and, and I roll a you lot. You choose more might. Or more. I choose might, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Straight out, I choose might. Speaking of which, that is the change I like about the new version. Starting with three might, it just makes an entirely different game. Like, yes. it's, you're actually playing Lord of the Rings now, you know, Yeah. rather than Army of the Dead. And like, I stuck with the owls for a bit. My even losing the heroes early on, I thought I'll stick at them. They'll be okay. They'll be okay, because, well, we, I had the the might on the other guy, so I lost the leader, but I still had might in the war band. But you do notice that when you don't have the might, and I can see why that that you didn't like that in the original system, because once I got down to one might, it was really tough to play. Yeah. And then when I got down to zero might, it was retiring time because, at that point, I'm just cannon fodder. So my gun to bad company is going really well at the moment. I've got some berserker upgrades. It's, it's early three hundreds in terms of rating, which is pretty good. I started playing through the White Dwarf campaign, and I, I think you agree with me, David. We played the first two scenarios, and they were easy. Yeah, when you've got a handful of elves that just stand there and let you walk up and you know pile down on them, really. Except, of course, you don't pile into um rangers because then they kill you. But yeah, you go one-on-one or one-on-one with a spearman and yeah. you're fine. And they're, they're easy to kill. So, like, defense three, everyone's wounding them when you win a combat. Yes. There's, you're looking at just under a 50-50 chance of winning combat if you're fighting one-on-one. But then you've got might and you've potentially got a spearman and you can potentially jump around and trap them without getting into combat. So, they're, they're, the elves who cannot move until basically you attack them are so easy to kill. We only had, I think, one time when they, they managed to kill some models. And that was just insane rolling on their part. Yeah, and that's... For a scenario that gives you such a strong bonus afterwards for winning, I felt a bit guilty afterwards because I got six extra influence with the Gundabads for doing that because I rolled the, the highest result on the table and was able to afford a whole bunch of stuff. And that was my first experience with the battle companies. And so it was all smooth sailing at that point. So I've actually... I haven't played through the second part of the, the campaign. We only just got the White Dwarf today. And I don't know if I will with the Gundabads. I think, I think I'm going to do basically a little competition one day where the challenge is to beat this, the narrative campaign. In as, in as many games in, as... Or in, in as few, few games as possible, yes. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the challenge. So whoever wins the event is the one that manages to get through all those campaign ones. I don't know if it's going to be win all of them or it's the best record in the lowest games or something like that. Or you could have if if you bounce, like if you hit one of the campaign games and you get defeated, you bounce and you t- try it again sort of thing. That's a good way of doing it actually. So it, it eats up your games rather than anything yeah. else. So they're like checkpoints. Once you get past them, you know, you're good. But Yes, and you can basically, the one to three makes a lot of sense then. Like why would you use the one to otherwise so mm-hmm. that's i think gonna be a fun way of doing it i don't want to do it with the gundabads because i had a look quick look at the missions and just my first eyeball glance makes me think that they're probably pretty easy as well uh-huh. the the final mission with the random hero um that has the potential to be very difficult yes. or your uber company of all death could run into you know damrod exactly exactly it does feels very reliant on that early role and yes, if I'm playing against a competent player with Boromir of the White Tower, I'm probably in trouble. Uh-huh. But if I'm playing against a competent player with Damrod or a captain, uh-huh. I'm not too worried. I think what particularly strikes me about that table is the ones in the middle are f- all fairly balanced, like the Knight of the White Tower is stronger than the captain. 
But it's the outliers on the one and the six. Just Damrod and Boromir, captain of the White Tower with Banner. Yes. I think it really does need that modifier. So if your company rating is lower than whatever, you get a minus one. So you're not fighting Boromir. But if your company is particularly powerful, then you would get a plus one. And that means you're not fighting Damrod. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think if we do our little campaign day or whatever, it might end up being that we just say uh, ignore the results of the one and the, f- the six uh, would be one option. So you yeah. can make it a bit more balanced for everyone. Or or we just live with that and just say that's the perils yeah. of, of fighting it. And we know that it's you're going to have to hope for that lucky roll. Yeah. Either way could work. Yeah. I don't think it matters a huge amount, but it's, it is going to be a funny story when... You go up all that way and go up against Boromir. Yeah, we haven't read through the scenario fully though, so it might be that you can, you can still just get grab anywhere. the objective and leg it or whatever. Yeah, it could be one of those. So let's um, just we won't go too much into our the whole stories behind our companies because we can talk about that in another episode. This is a bit more of just our thoughts and experiences of them. Which scenarios have you liked so far? Um, do you know more about the name? You can just talk about what you had to do. So the scenario that I've definitely played the most of is the trying to kill the other person's hero who's stuck in the middle of the field. Oh yes, yes, the rescue one is seems it? yeah, it seems to be the mission I've definitely played the most of and people have stopped, you know, asking me to be an opponent for that one because my my Gondorians and then my goblins have killed an awful lot of heroes. <laughs> yes, yes. Like, mm-hmm. Um my goblin company it's three games in, and it's actually forced uh, two elven companies out of the campaign and mm. um, then rolled three of the upgrade, which makes you guys particularly good at killing elves, which would be good if there were any elves left in the campaign. But Now, when you say force them out of the company, uh, out of the campaign, how do they actually do that? Um, by killing all of the heroes. Even the heroes that they didn't kill and the troll killed, they just they stayed dead. Yeah, so I don't know if it, like... Yes, you've killed the heroes, but most games people get injured or die like they you roll oh, yes, on the table but most games aren't against these goblins yes and most games you don't roll the double ones on your heroes mm-hmm. or like i did for one of my heroes the consecutive the leg double wounds. leg wound yeah. wasn't he called lego something or yes yes leg leg legolin or something no you had the company of finn they all had finn in their name yeah leg yes that, that was it yeah that was that was a bit ironic and a bit annoying uh, yeah that because that's a common result as well like it's pretty high up the table the leg wound so there's a good chance of getting it as well. So that was that was a bit of a worry, the the double leg wound, and oftentimes you get time to do a fully recovered between it. Yeah. But I just didn't roll it, and yeah, didn't heal it up, and it was pretty harsh early on. Um, I lost I lost some important heroes as well. Like I lost my Merkwood Ranger hero and my Glaive hero. So there goes essentially any tactics I have. Yep. And so it's I was just down to you know. There's a bunch of shield men, and I managed to to bite back and got an. an Elven cavalry and things like that, mm-hmm. but even then, I just like once I got down to to no might at all, I just decided I'm not I'm not invested enough in this to to keep going with this. It, yeah, well, or maybe I was too invested. And I didn't want to to see them constantly lose. Mm-hmm. I actually quite like that um, start randomly run to the middle scenario. Um, it's it's once again heavily dependent on the deployment and going first or second. It's I've always every time I played, I played it probably three times. Every time I played it, I've gone first, so the other person's got to watch where I was and then pick on guys, mm-hmm. which uh, a little bit annoying. I wish it was a bit more alternating in there, but it's not too bad at that scale. Um, I quite like it. The the actual the mission, just everyone run to the middle because you do get people going to the middle, and the the avoidance armies can avoid and s- assassin like snipe things off, 
but it's a big ask to jump in the middle and get double. Especially, yeah, because to get your hero back, you need to win. So you've got to get double the numbers when you're down one of your heroes. It's, well, I guess it's, you know, one of your heroes is almost dead, so it, it's going to be a tough ask. But Yeah, and I guess you've played it against um, elites a lot of times as well, so they don't have a huge amount of numbers, mm-hmm. and you do have the numbers. It's interesting that that's, I feel, when you're rescuing a hero, that's the only time you actually really need to win. Mm-hmm. Have you found that, that whether you win or lose is largely irrelevant? Largely, yes. Um, one of my games, I lost, but... Um, okay, this game we should probably tell in more detail. Go for it. The Gondor Battle Company arrives. They survey the field. They see a cave troll. They go, we don't really want to deal with that right now. So one of them like waves his arms and jumps up and down, and the cave troll wanders away from them. This um, Gundabad Orc Company comes out of nowhere, surrounds it, brings it down in one turn. All my... Um, Captains of Gondor are standing around clapping like, very good show. Did you see that, how he got behind it? And they all gained advancements because, you know, well, did you see that? He just killed a troll. And so even though it was a loss, my guys got influence, they got advancements, and nobody died because we didn't get closer than about, you know, 15 inches to an enemy model. Yeah, that was over in two turns. Uh, The first turn was you pushing the troll towards me and then me setting it up so it was guaranteed to charge a single Felwag. And then it was... And then you passed all the courage tests to bring your entire warband into it. But even if I didn't, I still would have killed it. Yeah. So I've got, I've got heroes to strike up. I've got, I've got heaps of strength for, so this kid defense is not a worry. Yeah, that, that scenario was disappointing, wasn't yeah. it? It was a really anticlimax. From my point of view, I'm like, you've got the tools to kill it, but there's a risk involved because you botched the strike up. So the cave troll did have higher fight. So it was possible it could have caused some damage. And I'm like, there's no negative to me if you kill it. Yes, that's... So I'm going to put it into you. You're going to have to take risks. It could go on an absolute rampage. Um, I have heard of it doing that. I haven't seen it, but I've heard of it. And at that point, yeah, there's, there's no negative for me to, you know, let you win. Which is sort of, you know, it doesn't seem right, but... Yeah, and... There is a huge positive for me to kill the troll, though, in that you get a hero straight out. So one of you, whoever ki- does mm-hmm. a killing blow, which you can pretty much manipulate yeah. to be whoever you want. But I've played two of that um, assassinate the hero, where I can kill a random orc with a fate point, and I get that same bonus, and I don't have to go near a cave troll. Yeah, fair enough. I've never played that one, so okay. I look forward to doing that yeah. one. I've drawn it twice, and it's one where I've got lucky, because both times you roll off, and whoever rolls higher gets to attack. And whoever rolls lower starts in the middle with their guys on sentries. And if you kill the target, you, you gain a hero. I might have done a similar one. That, yes, is, yes, I have actually done that. I lie. Mm-hmm. Um, my Merc would won that one, I think. It's, it's literally, there's, there's like one hero and two models next to it, is it? Uh, no, that's the other variant. Oh, that's the other one. Okay, there's no, one where the whole warband starts in the middle. And then yep. there's one where just like three blokes start in the middle. Yeah, fair enough. Yep. So... There's been been a good mix of scenarios and things. I tend to find that I play the same ones over and over again. Like there's 12. I think I've probably played like maybe six of them, mm-hmm. which is not too bad. The Cave Troll one, like we didn't like it the first time, but I quite liked the second time. I thought the second time was really good. And what did we change? Um, we we found a third player who was, you know, keen for a game, but there was only three of us. We're like, what can we do? We're like, hang on. Do you wish to be a Cave Troll player? Yes. Yes, so we got our third player, Christopher, to, to be the cave troll, and we made sure we played it with our 
uh, our weaker companies. Mm-hmm. So I had my Mirkwood Elves and you had uh, the Goblins, was it? Yes, this was the Goblins. And we told the Cave Troll, if you manage to get out of this with your Cave Troll alive, then you'll get a bonus reinforcements roll for your next, you know... Starting company, yes. So... So we gave the cave troll some, some incentive to get out of this alive. Because Christopher had just retired his elf company, so he was ready to start a new one. So he thought, yeah, we want... Because he was going to... Like, he said something like, oh, I'll randomize who I attack and all this sort of stuff, trying to be fair. Mm-hmm. And we basically said, no, 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 you are the cave troll. You need to play to win. And if it means picking on someone you think is weaker, pick on someone who you think is weaker, that's mm-hmm. fine. And initially it was probably... Was it me that he thought was weaker? I think it was. Oh... Initially, he pulled the cave troll out in the middle towards some ruins to try and get us to collide with each other. Yep, which was we a good move. We traded a couple of shots, um, and then my goblins went into the ruins after him while the elves, with their move through woods and whatever, went around to try and head him off. Try and surround him, really. Like, I was, I was making this circle around it, um, and I, I managed to... I think I got the first attack down, but mm-hmm. my crucial hero trying to get the trap and the, the might into the combat failed the terror test. Yes, which so, meant you lost that combat and your guy got picked up and thrown at all my goblins at yours, who were yes. emerging from the ruins. Because, uh, like, I didn't... I failed the one that was pointed towards my force. I didn't fail the one that was pointing towards your force, surprisingly. Yes. And mm-hmm. honestly, I didn't even think about failing the courage test. Like, having elves, you don't tend to worry about that too much. Mm-hmm. So, I wasn't thinking about my positioning, but it ended up being fortuitous to me because it really slowed you down. You got... Quite a bit of your force knocked down. Maybe you lost a couple guys, but not many. Yeah, I lost a guy in a fate point from memory. Yeah, it wasn't a big deal, but the big deal was the the knockdown. Because mm-hmm. that meant that I, at this point, I had lost half my warband. I think I started with eight or so, mm-hmm. and I had four left. I got one from shooting. Uh, your archers fought my archers in combat. I think I, I killed another one there. Yeah, you, you might have got a flute kill early, and I think the troll got a kill or two. And uh, Anyway, it was, it was looking from my point of view, pretty dire because I only had the one hero that had any might and my shooting had done nothing. Like, and I did have I did have a couple of Merkle Cavalry models who were doing a good job actually. But I had, I thought, this is now or never. I'm going to go for it. So I went after the cave troll. I tried to get every remaining elf, which was three of them in range, got them all in uh, and, and managed to get the kill, managed to get the win the combat and also just get enough to get the wounds because... I only had the one point of might, I think. I had to use it. So I used it. I was out of might. And then I managed to kill the cave troll. And that was the most heroic moment for my Mirkwood force. And I was really enjoying the force at that point. Mm-hmm. So nothing really bad happened to that one. But then immediately afterwards, I played against your goblins again. And all my troops... Well, actually, two of my troops uh, got the got the injury. So they miss a game. Yeah. And then when I lost my one hero that had any advancement... I did have a hero in the making one, but I just thought, no. I, I'm, He's hanging around with his one fate point. Yeah, I, I'm already finding it really tough with the elves. Because the elves, compare them to something like the goblins, they're not that much better when it's one-on-ones. Mm-hmm. It's later on when there's multiple models and, and you've got... But the problem is there's multiple goblins. There's so, so it's not one-on-ones. No, it's not one-on-ones. So, you, so you're playing down on attacks... At all times, pretty much. Your shooting's not that much better. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a little bit better, but you have to be also lucky out to get the right models with the bow. Yep. And the goblins, the, the reinforcement roll of a five that oh. brings on two goblins, like, it's almost worth, in my opinion, spending down the six. I haven't done it yet, but t- just bringing in two goblins, it's 
it boosts your numbers so rapidly and you've already got high numbers to start off with. Plus, you can upgrade, can't you, on a... Like when you get the five experience points on a roll of like a four or five. Yes. Then um, they go up to black shields or prowlers. Which are which are your reinforcement rolls, aren't yes. they? Yes. So you you don't really need them in that. Whereas mm-hmm. a lot of other companies... Like the only way to get Fountain Guard is to roll the six and then roll the whatever. Correct. Yeah, the only way my Gundabad get Berserkers is to, to roll it on the, the six and then the one to four or the Warbats. So, mm-hmm. so for those companies, it's really important that you get mm-hmm. the reinforcement roll. For the goblins, probably not as much. And yes, prowls are good. Yes, the black shields are good. But are they that much better than a standard goblin? Maybe, but probably not. Mm-hmm. Like just numbers is what Especially you Especially when your normal goblins can be promoted to heroes, black yes. shields and heroes and, you know, all that. Yeah, so the two goblins... And you get to choose their weapons, don't you? Yes, on the five. Yeah, that that's that's nasty. So you've got that a couple of times. And it's a good company. Mm -hmm. Scary company. And I've got one of the guys now with the special rule where when you kill the hero on a two plus, he can throw it on to somebody else. Because he's like, it's it's the evil equivalent of look out, sir. I think it's you grab them and you hold them in front of you and scream, protect me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I must admit, I was a bit sad. My, my, um, My cavalry Mirkwood model... Mm-hmm. I just I'm going back to this. I'm I'm remembering it as I go. It's it's blocked it from my memory, but it's coming back. I had a a a model that got a promotion, a shieldman, and then I promptly bought him a horse to make him a Merkwood Cavalry model. Now he's not a Merkwood Cavalry model, but he might as well be because he's, he's a, a shieldman on a horse. Shieldman on horse, yes. So I I did that, and the first upgrade he got as a hero was uh, the Elendil heroic combat rule. Nice. So that was exciting, but. He's super weak because he's just a normal elf yep. on a horse. So he promptly got killed. Oh. Um, and I didn't die, but but the, like he was the first model I lost against the yep. game against you. Mm-hmm. And he was the only one left. And I thought, like, honestly, if I stuck at it and was patient enough to and probably had enough like low companies, yep. I'll probably be able to bring it back. Well, that's the thing. Playing, like, playing a close game against a low company isn't all that much different like damage wise from playing a, a getting slaughtered by a high company. Yeah, you're true actually. Um but getting slaughtered by a high company, you just get so much extra influence. Yes, and I hadn't done that with my elves and I probably mm-hmm. should have just, just just Actually I did once again. No, the mm-hmm. courses weren't that much better than me. No, he, the Gundabad's done that once. They played against Kylie's uh Urukai, who mm-hmm. were like four hundred. Yeah. And I was I was probably there, like just across three hundred. So I got a bucket load of rerolls. I lost the game quite convincingly. I think it's the only game I've lost with the Gundabad. But I got so much reward for it. Mm-hmm. Like I was able to buy another Berserker essentially mm-hmm. just with all the influence, roll the influence tail and spend it up for a Berserker. Mm-hmm. And from a close game, you get a lot of casualties anyway. Yes. So getting absolutely slaughtered compared to a close game just means your opponent rolls less injuries. It doesn't mean you roll less injuries. Well, and that's interesting as well in that there's very little risk for you to play... Like, there's there's very little downside for playing a weak company mm-hmm. as the as a player. So, if I've got a big, strong company, like like my Gundabad is approaching, for me to play a low influence or starting warband, there's, like, no negative for me because the chances of getting a kill are much lower because chances are they're not going to die in the game. Yeah. You still get your couple points of influence. More importantly, you get lots of kills for your heroes. Yes. So there's a good chance you're going to throw an upgrade or two on them in terms of stats. So that's... It, it's... I, w- I wish it was a bit more... 
like like the opposite to an underdog mm-hmm. bonus. So if you're picking on weak companies, you the opponent can force you to re-roll something. Or I don't know. Yeah, use their re-roll if they got them at the end of the game to make oh. you re-roll an injury test or something. Oh, that'd be nasty. But yeah, but I think it would be okay because like in those games, yep. you're probably only going to kill one or two guys anyway if you're the lower company. Yeah. Speaking so, speaking of experience farming, I got one fight I went in against. It was an Elven hero. He had three points of fate. He had the re-roll fate, and he had the Elven special rule that gave him like a six-plus fury save. And it was really hard to kill. So I mean, it was the last elf standing, which meant I pretty much had my full goblin warband in the double, you know, circle around it. And it just it was just generating experience because. He kept passing the six plus saves, so it kept on, you know, counting as more fate points spent. Yes. So it counted <laughs> more experience and <laughs> We assume that's the case, but we we've we've yeah. house ruled that in our group anyway, that mm-hmm. if you roll something that l- looks like fate, it's fate. Mm-hmm. So uh, I've got a berserker yeah. that sometimes gives away a bit of experience on the six, but mm-hmm. I don't care because he survives. Yeah. But in this case it was just the goblins standing around going, Look at all this experience just lying here. <laughs> What do you think about the how easy it is to control who gets the experience? Um, in a way, it's cool because you it means you get more advancements and you get more you get more of what you want to be happening happening. True. Yes. But on the other side, especially when it's like kill the random hero and you've finished off the rest of their company, it does make it absurdly easy to go uh, the fountain guardsman. You know, he is the one who shall deliver the killing blow. Yeah, yeah. All the wounds are on the, done by the hero, but that one wound by the fountain guard, that's the killing blow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, look, I got a concern about that in that I don't like how easy it is to say, okay, this hero gets it, this hero gets it, this hero gets it, this hero gets it. I'd almost prefer it to be randomized a bit. Mm-hmm. So, and I could, I could even say that, but at the same point, anything that slows down the progression of your heroes, like the progression of the heroes is why you're playing because you want the story to, you know, to progress. True. Unless you don't have any heroes. Yes. Um, and that's where my concern is. Uh, the other concern is that I don't like how warriors can only get one experience for, yeah, for, for killing models. Everyone has that story of like the knight that rode down like eight dwarf rangers or the sentinel that just killed everybody and then got one experience point. I had that. I had an elf elf shieldman that did literally every kill in a game I played. Mm-hmm. He stood there and he killed goblin after goblin after goblin, a standard warrior. Mm-hmm. So my, my company didn't progress because he got the one experience for it. He might have even got a roll on the table, but like didn't get the six, which is... Oh, I might have got a one or a two or something. But it's just really anticlimactic. And I mm-hmm. wish that... like, It's already harsh enough, I think, for warriors that they... There's a chance that they don't get anything out of it. Yeah. I would I would almost prefer, if I was going to make a change, and maybe for a campaign or a house rule change, I would probably make it a five for a, a warrior to turn into something else instead of a four to five. Because some, some warbands don't even have that option. Yeah. So it's a pretty... I guess you could come up with a promotion for them. Like, they gain extra something. Oh, yeah, yeah, you get an extra point of fight or something. Yes, but I, th- I think it's also keeping track of them. I don't mind that. But what I would do is is make it so that you get all the experience. I don't, really don't think it would make mm-hmm. much of a difference. And I think you'd still farm them onto your heroes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're guaranteed something out of it. Yeah, the heroes get good stuff for it. So 
It's oh, I think it's I think it actually slows down the account keeping a little bit because you've got to. You've got to check. Oh wait, no, that guy already. Yeah. Yeah. No. So you mark it differently for warriors. Like I do a little cross or something for for the kill for the game. Mm-hmm. Fix it up at the end of it. But look, the the actual the actual like paperwork hasn't been too bad. This one. So look, I've been re- I've been really enjoying the battle companies. Probably mm. more than I thought I would. I'm yeah. about to start an Arnold company. So people listeners help me decide which one to do. I've uh, repainted one of my Arnold warriors because they're a bit dated for color scheme. Have you seen that, David? Um, I saw the photos, yes. haven't seen the actual models yet. I might actually show you the actual model because we've had some interesting comments where uh, some people couldn't tell which one was the new paint job, which was the old paint job, which is okay. And some people saying that they much preferred the old paint job as well, which is okay as well. Others like the new one. So I guess it's more of a stylistic change than a skill change. But I'm going to show you that, David. I want you to give me, give me your thoughts on it. So I'll go grab it and we'll just pause the recording very quickly. So, David, I've just given you an old Arnold Warrior and a new Arnold Warrior, different color schemes, and just tell me a little bit about the differences and what you think. Okay, so using my powers of deduction, I can see that one of them, it, the highlighting on the green isn't going up to the sort of goblinish sort of cartoony green that the other one has. It's still highlighted as high, but it goes into more of the browns and the sort of khaki bone colours. So I'm guessing it's meant to be more of a faded sort of battle-hardened green, rather than this guy on the side that has more of the wood elf look. Yes, that was my concern, was that I painted them back in the day before I painted my elves. I painted them like the ones on the the tin, essentially. So they have a, a very strong green in the, the books, and I feel like that's because they didn't have any green army. And I just didn't sort of like how the dwarves turned out yellow. Yeah. Yes. Um, No, they were green and yellow, weren't they? Yeah. No, they were. Yeah, that was interesting choice of colors. I I did decide exactly that. I wanted it to look more veteran and weathered because I feel like they're survivors of Fornost rather than like a military might. So this isn't Arnor at the height of its power. No, this is Arnor that's scattered and falling apart. And I feel like I can do some conversions where people have got like a broken shield or a Numenor helmet or whatever, whatever's lying around. They've got heirlooms they can add to it. I've done a freehand star on the chest. Have you seen it? You've also got some... Added gold trim to the shin guards. and Yes, you know. yes. I'm a big fan of gold trim at the moment. Yeah, I think the star was to blend them in with the rangers of the north. Okay, yep. Because I think what I'm going to do is use my hero rangers, the ranger of the north models. So this isn't like a sheriff or something, you know. A sheriff, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's got his, you know, badge on his chest. Like, no, yeah. I, I I think I want to do that on the majority of them just to tie them together. There's lots of stars all over their uniforms. Yeah, like and they've the got a bunch of them on the shield. The chest plate's a little bit boring, isn't it? Like, the Eye of Mordor on his shield? or uh, it's, it's No, that's the Eye of Arnor. It's like a diamond yeah, yeah. wrapped in a... Mm. Cloak. So I've, I've I've actually used a lot more browns on it. I've dulled down the green a lot. Mm-hmm. So I used a, essentially a, a like a, a not a wash over the top, but it's like a it's like a mask over the top, or I can't remember the exact thing it's called. But it's you basically put an olive green over the top of it and really dull it down. I've also added some trim around the the clothes as well. So there's a white trim around the 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 pants or yep. yeah the skirt the whatever, it is. Or whatever it is. Yes. So just to give a bit more detail, I've, I actually have highlighted the armor up. A little bit more stubble as well. Yeah, I put some stubble on the face. Yeah, that was yeah. good. And and the base has got a little bit more detail. So I'm pretty happy with it. I actually really like it. So I'm not worried if people don't. 
Yeah, no, it's But it's a nice. different style. And the nice thing is I've got the old ones as well. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to upgrade them all, but I will upgrade yeah. some and I'll probably snip a helmet off and change it to a bare head for yeah. some and play around I guess with that's it. the thing. When you, when you put ranks of them on the table without that bright green, will they still pop as much is, I guess, a question. Maybe they won't, but I'm not that fussed about that because I figure that my elves should really pop, but I'm not fussed if like... Arnor especially from is is not having a good time of it because they've they're blended in they've you know n- everyone's forgotten who they are yeah they're, they're no they're more of a rumor than an actual army yeah so I think from a story and from a from a gameplay and everything else I don't mind them being a bit dull mm-hmm. and I figure that my first ones were were very nice from far away yes. and maybe that's why people prefer them in that the photos look better from far away it does pop more. But I like the I like the mature subtlety of the other one. So that was fun, fun to redo. I'm looking forward to maybe if we get time tonight, we might play a game of that. So any more about battle companies, David? Only that I guess it's going to be interesting to see how far we end up going with it because some of the companies are accelerating out of sight, some of them are getting stomped on. So whether we rein some in or we wait for others to catch up, or because yeah, we've played true. a lot of the sort of small army campaigns before not only in Lord of the Rings, but in other systems. And they've all reached the point where it just sort of fell apart because too many people raced off ahead or fell behind and we lost the cohesion of the campaign. So I think this, it's got a a different feel to it as in we're all doing our own, like we're not trying to all play a game once every two weeks. So I feel it's got more space for somebody to drop out, play some extra games, drop back in. Yeah, that's what I've been liking about it. We've we've gone very freeform where basically everyone we use the honor system and everyone just runs their own companies and there's no limit to the amount of games you play. You just literally we start a game, we say, Okay, David, I want to play a company, what companies you've got? And you say, I've got a Gondor that's three fifty, I've got a Moria that's that's one eighty or whatever, and I'll say, Um, I've got a hundred fifty, so can I play the goblins? And we just play a game. And it's good fun. Or maybe I might be a bit more sneaky and start playing the Gondor more. <laughs> Oh, the Gondor, um, my archer hero has finally got archer upgrades that'll actually help. Oh, wow. Because he um, previously had the, he could call free heroic shoots, um, but since he was my only archer, because my other archer (laughs) brought the farm game one, so he was pretty much standing there by himself going, okay, men, yes, ready? Okay, we're going to shoot now. Yeah, I never even noticed that because I've got no shooting at all in my gun to bed. So. Yeah. so he came up against the elven heroes with the shooting upgrades that could fire twice, could move full while shooting, oh, yes, could yes. shoot while moving without penalty. And my guy is just like, ah, we're in trouble now. And could use a free point of might while shooting rather than having to call it for heroic shoots. In fairness, I played against those same elf heroes and you're forgetting the one special rule they had, which was they always roll a two to hit. Oh, yeah, that did help. Yeah, they, they, was a, they never did anything to me. Oh, and then my shooting hero got the special rule where he can see um, people with elven cloaks. <laughs> except my Gondor company doesn't play against elves much. It plays against lots of orcs and yurikai. Yeah, we try and play good versus evil where we can. Mm-hmm. So he's been seeing all of those, you know... Yurikai. If any of them have an elven cloaks, it didn't help. Did you you played against the Morgul Stalker once, didn't you? Uh yes, I did. But um, I killed it in combat. So oh, fair enough. Yeah, that was one of the campaign rewards for the evil side, which is once again pretty impressive. If you get a, a Merkled Spider or a Morgul Stalker, it could be good. Could be fun to play together as a campaign. Okay, well that's all in the battle companies, and we'll be back with some army list making, I guess. 
So finally, David, I am going to tell you about the lists that I'm planning to take to Clash of the Titans. 550 points, interesting points level. It's one that I haven't played a whole a huge amount of, and I'm definitely taking Thrandall's Halls and, and Gundabad. So we get to take one of each. So they're locked in. They're locked in. They're locked in. So, so no Gondor. No. No, no Moria. Nope. Nope. That's your first mistake. Yes, maybe. But I also want, like, it's really pushing theme. Theme is a key element of this tournament. Basically, the organizer says, bring themed lists, which I'm okay with. Like, I do that anyway. But he, he does not want you to do silly combinations. Uh, one thing that always throws up alarm bells for me is when people say I'm enforcing theme because some people have different interpretations of what a theme list is. Like, does it have to be from the books? Does it have to be from the movies? Yeah, true. If they don't have a hero for the hero that I need for my theme, is it okay for one of the other heroes who has similar description to be, you know? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, look, I totally agree with that in what you're saying. So, that, that does make sense. However. <sighs> however. However. Mm, yeah. Look, it makes a lot of sense. Like, does, I believe I put together a table one time explaining how Denethor makes sense in almost every army. Yeah, you, you can you can justify anything. I get what you're saying. I could be I could be themed whatever. But what what my idea of themed is is uh, an interesting force that's representative of the faction rather than focusing on one particular element of it. So you know how some of the some of the armies like like Gondor for example, yes. using your favorite one, I would say. I would go against saying the all citadel guard and bodyguard theme because it's just that would be it would occur in one place in one time yeah which for some people that is the ultimate theme because it's like this it's exactly for instance i met a guy who once said that he did reenactment and his favorite period was 9 a.m thursday on a specific day on a specific <laughs> year yep. at a specific battle and the reason why it had to be 9 a.m was because that meant your gear wasn't battle damaged when you arrived oh gotcha yeah and for him there was nothing more theme than being able to set the day the minute and the like the geometric position that yes. this battle took place yeah look i'm not going to that extreme so i I've, i'm going for the armies that could happen in, in multiple places okay. so i'm going to start with the Mirkwood and look Initially, this is my, my thoughts on my list. I'm going for Mirkwood. I want to show off my Mirkwood models. Like everyone who's listened to the podcast and who's been on the Facebook page has seen what they look like. Oh, they're like. worth showing off. I really like, like them. That's and a solid theme right there. And if I'm traveling all the way to, to another state to play, I might as well take ones that look good. So I've gone for Thranduil on the Elk. Now, do you know what the Elk does? I believe it allows him to like decapitate about five Gundabad Orcs at the same time. Pretty close to it. Uh, he's... He's a model that's got good rules for both cavalry and on foot. So uh, when he's on the elk, if you charge, you get strength five. That's nice. That's nice. Oh, look, strength five is actually a really nice number to it's have. It's not quite a lance, but it's still nice. It's not quite a lance, but it means defense seven is suddenly obtainable, whereas when you find it strength four, defense seven is, is pretty hard to get through. That's on the charge. It's got two wounds, so it's, it's unlikely to be shot out. It gives him a bit of extra protection. Yeah, that's nice. Absolutely, it's got I think moving ten and woodland creature, which is all good. You don't say you don't say no to that. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. So overall, I think it's pretty good. But the argument for not taking him on elk is that on foot he gets an extra attack for fighting on foot. So that that if you get charged as the elk, you're actually on less attacks than if you're on foot. Full stop. Okay. So that's that's a good argument actually. Plus, you get an additional attack for every. Ad- Every model after the first in base contact with you. So if you charge two, you're at more attacks on I'm foot than you attacks. would be yes. if you charged. Correct. But you don't have the knockdown. Don't have the knockdown. So and don't have the strength five. 
It's a much safer way to play because you're probably higher fight, so more dice means more chance of winning, but less likely to cause damage. Less li- also more likely to get bogged down because people tend to throw one model into you that's got defense seven. Yes. So you throw your one defense model and then I waste all my might trying to kill that. Mm. And I'm only defense six both times. Yes. So I'm killable. So I'm losing mm-hmm. to, to models. So one of my favorite tactics when I'm playing against it is just throw a gun to bad captain into him. Because yeah, he, that- he can't get through it. It's defense seven. It's strength four mm-hmm. or five. I think it doesn't matter. It's wounding Thranduil as much as I'm doing back. So whereas on, on Elk, heroes don't care. Knockdown is enough. Yeah, Strength you, five is you enough. You get the charge. You take him apart. He's a real hero killer on Elk. And he's, he can get where he needs to be as yes. well. Yes. Whereas on foot, he's he's carves up troops. What size base is his Elk? Standard 50. 40? 50, okay. Which I don't actually mind. Like, he's playing on the flanks anyway. I don't find that 50 to 40 difference that that painful. It it does hurt, though, when you when you get charged on Elk and you get surrounded. Yeah. So you want to be on foot by then, and that's, that's a or problem. Or even just a, in a line, it means they might be able to pack three guys in, so that's yeah. three spears. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it, look, if, if he gets bogged down... It's a problem on Elk. You need to dismount. And sometimes you can't do that. Sometimes you have to do a heroic combat or something to dismount. Yeah. But like, I like the Elk in that it's a fantastic model and it gets me where I want to be. Mm-hmm. I can't guarantee the scenarios I'll start the game where I want to be. Like if I'm coming on the board, I don't want him foot like walking the whole way. Have you ever seen Google Ad try and cross a board on his little feet? <laughs> he gets avoided. It's the six-inch halo mm-hmm. thing, isn't it? So yeah. it doesn't matter how good you are in combat if you never fight a combat. Especially like a Gilglad on horse or a Thryad on Wolfsbane. Since they're on a regular horse, all of your archers just, you know, mm. straight at him. But on a two-wound elk, he might get there. He might get there. Yeah, yeah. So I've ended up with 25 models. He, his warband's got two Merkwadals with the shield blade. The shield's not that necessary in it, but it does bring you defense six, which is nice. I've got four glaives. The glaives are the, the sort of the all-star weapon of this list. They do a bit of everything. Spear, they can have the shielding rule. They're only defense five, but only defense five. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can do two-handed, which is pretty important for elves. And they're they not, count as a blade. Then, So they do count as elven glaives. Yeah, blades. Okay, yeah. Nice. Blades, spears, and the shielding rule, but not the defense. Do they get the elven blade if they're spear supporting, or do they uh, have to be in the combat? Ooh, I'm not sure. I have to look that up. No, okay. They might not. I think you have to use it as an elven blade. But ah, uh, uh, yeah, true, true. So I think I think you have to be in combat for that. But I'll have a look at that. I believe that's the case. I don't think mm-hmm. you get it as a spear support. Um, and then I've got four Merkwood Cavalry shield, two Merkwood Cavalry without the shield. Now without the shield is because I've got the models, but also you can go two handed with your blade, which gives you your lance. Essentially, like the the biggest weakness of this list is killing high defense troops. Mm-hmm. So I'm fi- I'm figuring that those two might have to do a bit of the lifting. Then I have a second warband with a Merkwood captain. This one is 75 points, exactly the same as a palace guard captain, and probably not as good overall, but has a bit more utility in that you've got the potential two-handed weapon. Um, although the per- palace guard captain does have that as well if you don't take the shield. So they're pretty similar. So it's almost a theme choice. I think the palace guard captain's probably superior. doesn't have the spear, though. Well, the Palace Guard ties in with Thandral. So, I see if you've got Thandral, it would make sense that he would bring his personal guard with him. True. Because he, he is going to battle. Yeah, that's so a fair point. it would make sense that he would bring the people whose job it is to keep him alive with him when he went to somewhere that was dangerous. Yeah, okay. No, you make a good point. So, maybe we'll swap that out. We'll see. Um, I've got a Mirkwood Elf with Banner and Glaive. Um, glaive and Banner. I'm not... Like, I'm happily dropped the Glaive because... I can't see them using the banner as a weapon, 
But in this case, I've got spare points, so it's almost like throw it on there just for the spear support. Yeah, uh, I've got because he's extra inspiring. Yeah, I got two Merkwardals with Alvin Glaive, so once again that brings up to six Glaives, and then eight Merkwardals with Bow. I don't know if I need all those Merkwardals with Bow, but if I'm going to shoot, you might as well take as many as you can. I'm always of the opinion: take your maximum bows, even if they end up in combat, they can still fight. But it means when you're fighting, say, a Rohan army, it means you can knock a few heroes off horses. You can, you can do something that stops them just kiting all game. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So, twenty-five models is not not terrible, but not huge. It's a, it's a good amount. I've got a really good hero. I've got a, a pretty good hero, an okay hero, the the captain. I'm just gonna see what happens if I flip him out for some palace guard, because I feel like that might be the change that you're advocating. So if I go to the Palace Guard with just the 75, there's no change. But I will want to move some things around. So what I might do is let's try making those three elves in the Palace Guard Captain's Warband into Palace Guard. And let's throw the banner instead into the Thrandall's Warband just to, to mix it up a bit. I think. Oh, no, I'll, just, I'll keep the banner there. I'll give try and give two Palace Guards or so. So let's throw the Glaive off the, palace, uh, the banner guy. Because that's the first points I'm going to drop to save some points. And it, like it's only two or three points different to get the palace guard, so I don't have to drop a whole lot. So what's the benefit of a palace guard over say a regular troop? Uh, I get one plus fight value when I'm close by to Thranduil. That's potentially quite nice. And I get bodyguard. Normally I'd say that's amazing, but you are elves. Yeah. So, so it's not. Like, it's probably okay. It's rather okay. It's than good. It's good. Uh, I can choose spear shield or spear shield. I might just go the shield options. Let's say because they're probably going to be in the face. Yeah. Although maybe they won't, who no, knows? No, if they can hit fight six while spear supporting, you can drop one of them behind Thandral, then Thandral can faint. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Which gives you that extra killing power you said you needed. Yes. Okay, so I've got right onto 550 now, so I'm not wasting any points at all. I've basically got a palace guard captain with no shield, so I can use the two-handed weapon. Only defense six, but... Defense 6 is Defense 6. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, in the past, I've used a Palace Guard Captain just to shield. But that that would be my but Glaive that's a captain. lot of points. Yeah, I don't really need that tank. I want to be a bit more aggressive with that. Mm-hmm. I've got two Palace Guard with shield with him. And then I've got the same Merkwood Alpha Banner and Blade. Uh, the Blade comes with it, so just the Banner. And then the eight Bowmen. So I've turned... Basically got a little bit of Palace Guards. Not many. Um, I've got the shield. I could put the spear on them instead. If you have too many, they won't fit near... Um Thandril anyway. Yeah. The problem is that these warbands probably have to be intermixed, but that's okay. They can just abandon the bowmen and just go and, and hunt down and join Thrandor. So I'm not that worried about that. Um, it doesn't really matter about the warbands in an army this size. I'm going to hope they don't split. It does mean that they can both fight on their own because the cavalry get a bonus for... Um, they get they count Thrandor as a banner within six. Oh, okay, that's So nice. both warbands have re-rolls potentially if I get split up. So, getting split yeah, up... that's not, worthwhile. Yeah. Should I... The Palace Guard Captain doesn't have a shield. Although, I do like Defense 6. Mm-hmm. That's defense, a tough choice. Defense 7 is very nice. No, no, no. I'm not going to bother with that, because no. then I have to drop some uh, drop a model, essentially. Okay, yep. Or drop a cavalry model down to an infantry model, which is not... Yeah, your model count's already pretty low, so... Yeah, I think I need the, the feet. I've got... What have I got? I've got two Merkwood Elves of Shield... And then two palace guard with shield. Gives me a chance to do some different shields. 
Yes. So I might repaint my my palace guard shields and maybe invert the colors, have them having more white or something. Mm-hmm. Just, so they stand just, out. Just just to have some difference in the army. Yeah, they still have the orange and the the gold, but have a bit more white focus. I've got the white on the inside of the cloaks for the the other ones. Maybe I'll flip it around and do white on the outside of the cloaks for the palace guard or something. Yeah, I can see that. That might work. It gives you something different to paint, I guess. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's the way to go. What do you think? Okay. So my final one is well, potentially Thranduil with Elk, two Mirkwood Elves with Shield, four with Glaive, and then the six Cav, four of them have Shield in Thranduil's Warband, and then the Palace Guard Captain with the two-handed weapon, which is one of the standard models, two Palace Guard with Shield, uh, a Mirkwood Elf with just the banner, which is a nice model. I've converted that up. And then eight Mirkwood Elves with Bow, just to force the enemy to come at me. Yep. Um, so, what's your total model count? 25. 25. Still 25. Okay. So, all I've done on the, the, the upgrading one is is basically turned almost nothing into two palace guard and the captain, which is gives me some extra fight value. Um, giving them a the spear... The captain hits fight seven when he's near Thangle? Yeah. That is nice. That is nice. That, they don't have any spear support, so they've got to be in combat, but I don't really mind that. Like, it would be nice to throw them as spears and throw them behind the cavalry, but... But know. then they've got to keep up with the cavalry. And they're only defense five. They do get the two-handed weapon, though. They've got the blade. Mm-hmm. But I think I, I need some more defense six in there, considering how many bowmen I've got. Yeah, it seems reasonable. Yeah, I think so. I think I'm going to lock that in. It's two, me two questions before go, you lock go it, it in. Go for it. Firstly, um, what's your plan if you hit a monster? So you've always got to ask yourself, say, Isengard troll, what are you going to do? Yep. I, the fact that the palace guard captains, uh, I believe it's seven... Um, I think that's that's my key is he and Thrand will go tag team it and then get see if I can get a, a Merkle Cavalry in the back of it. Yep. So throw two big heroes into it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's it's one of those big heroes and use up yep. all your might to kill it. Okay. Second one, yep. will enemy magic cause a unreasonable amount of problems for your army? So if, say, there's no. a 65-point Wraith? No. If you lock down one of my heroes, even Thrand will, I've got other things. And I, I feel like... I've got enough, just enough will to resist the first power. Mm-hmm. And I've got enough hitting power to be able to go threaten it. So, like at 550, yes, I'll be up against evil armies. Yes, I'll be up against some magic. But but I you figure you've got you've got the redundancy to, to see it through. Yeah. Like elves are elves. They're okay. Yep. So, if I just go and hunt it down and... Yep. Uh, it just, just even if there's a rape there, I'll just make sure Thrandall doesn't get... Surrounded because that's the okay. only thing that's going to kill so him. Play more defensively with Thandral. Yeah. I think he still gets the bonus attacks if he's if he's on foot, even yeah. if he's like transfixed. But then they get halved. Yeah. Or just make sure he doesn't get compelled out into the middle of nowhere. Yeah, even then a budget rafe or even a, a moderate rafe. I'm I'm probably okay with that. You've I don't got mind. a bit of will. I've also got the bowman, so I can scare it off by shooting all the bow shots at it. Yeah, because that's that's pretty scary when you get eight elf bows shooting at you. Yeah. There used to be only two questions, but there's now a third question. I'll go for it. Third. Garnbury Garn deploys across the table with his mates. What do you do? <gasps> I've done this one. I've yes. done this one. I stay out of range and frustrate them, and then I, I move to a sneaky way to I get like the one shot at one woes, and then everyone unloads on that woes, and then... Or I just send the cavalry in through the forest. Cavalry through the forest. That... Yeah? Yeah. Nope. Yeah. You've, you've got this thought out. You've got a plan. I yeah. think that's that's going to be solid. Yeah, no, the forests are, are fantastic. And and look, Elven Cloaks and that sort of stuff. I I should be able to get in. Yes, I might cop some hits, but I'm defense five and six. Strength two woes blowpipes aren't the biggest worry for me. Mm-hmm. I might lose my And you've got me. more might than them. Yeah, I've got a good amount of might. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're full woes army. I don't think I'm going to see the full woes army, and I think we play good versus evil, so I'm not too worried okay. about that. Yep, that should be fine, unless you face the full ruffian army. Yes, absolutely. Okay, I'm going to go set up my second list then, and we'll talk about that. Okay. Yeah, I've locked in now. Thank you for that, David. I appreciate that. That's good. It's a nice list. Now the the evil list, because I have to bring two lists, is going to be Azog's Legion, without Azog, actually. I'm going to lock that in, Dave. No Azog. For 550, no Azog. Do you have a Bulg? I have no Bulg. Do you have that guy who looks like Bulg, but isn't? He's not in the list. Oh. He's in the, the Ringwraith list, the Del Gordor list. But his, he looks like Bulg. He does, he does. Well, he was going to be Bulg, but then he wasn't going to be Bulg. So, so they, they kicked him out of the list. Oh, yeah, he's, he's not in the list. And I could bring him in. Because he can lead um, the, the Gundabad Warriors. So I could easily bring him in. But that would cost you your army bonus. It would cost me my army bonus. Do you know what the army bonus is uh, for the Aziz Legion? Isn't that like the 5 plus Master of Battle or whatever? No. Called? No? Master of Battle. It's the full Master of Battle. Full Master of Battle. Yeah, forget the guy who looks like Bulk. No, I'm taking the Master of Battle. Master of Battle is fantastic. It's, it's free heroic strikes when someone tries to go after you. It's yeah. it's the, the you compete the moves. It means yeah. if someone's marching away, you march right yeah. back at them. It's so good. Hard counter for um Taskmasters. It's you know, if someone tries to heroic shoot, even though I have no shoot, I'm yes, still going to match a heroic it. accuracy. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's it's uh, it's so hard to drop it off. I don't think no, you, you take it. It's it's. There's no point allying at 550. Like, if you can't make a theme list out of one list, then go to a different tournament. So what I've done for my, my Azog's Legion list, I've tried to choose things that I haven't really used much before because I have played this army before quite a bit. 
So I wanted to do some variation. I want to learn the list. So I'm actually, instead of having Bolg as my leader, which is my go-to, I'm having a Gundabad or Captain as a leader with shield. Okay. So moderate level, low to moderate level low, hero. Low level hero. Well, two it's attacks. a higher level captain. but It's a good captain. Yeah. yeah. So but we'll with say, Master of Battle. We'll say upper low level. Yeah. I would. So we're looking high numbers then? It's 55 points standard, but by the time you add Master of Battle, you're probably looking at about a 70-point equivalent yeah. hero. Like, it's it's pretty decent. Um, good strength, good defense, low fight value, average courage. What I'm going to use is the Berserker model that I converted for my warband. Okay, this is the heavy armored Heavy Berserker. armored Berserker, and I'm going to give him a shield. Nice. Because I've just nice. bought that upgrade for my warband. So, he'll be the Gundabad or Captain. He's going to count as a Gundabad or Captain. And he's going to lead a Gundabad Berserker heavy warband. Eight Gundabad Berserkers. Okay, so the Eight. heavy infantry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now These the guys that move faster, right? They're 8-inch they're movement. Oh. So he's defense 7, but slower. So I figure well, the heavy arm- armor it's the heavy down. armor slows him down. Yeah, so, he, so the model's the same, but he just moves slower because he's wearing heavy armor, which I like. That's mm-hmm. kind of cool. And the lighter armored Berserkers are nasty. They're so good. Two attacks, fight four. They are the, the hitters in this list, even more than the trolls, I feel. So, that means you've got trolls in this list. I have one troll in this list at the moment. I'm going for the brute. And I think I'm biased because I've just painted it. This is the guy with no arms, legs, or eyes. Correct. 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 And I'm that confident. sounds like a deadly warrior. <laughs> Battle hardened. But they put spiky things all in all those bits. Yeah. So, this is the guy who's rolled two eye wounds. Two leg wounds and two um, hand, you know, arm wounds. This is what happens when you don't give up on your battle company after you get two leg wounds. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. Look, I. He's an interesting troll. Do you know about the rules for this one, David? Um, only that it's sort of part Gorgoroth beast, part Murmark, part troll. Yeah, yeah, part of everything. Well, no, no real detail. But missing a whole bunch of parts. Oh, and every now and then, both of the troll rider, you know, comes over and steals him. Yep. It's it's not an armored troll, so it's only defense six, which is okay. Yeah, it's better than it's you know, only could fight be. four. So, so Mumak level, fight. yep, yeah, oh, Mumak level, Berserker level. It's a low mm. fight troll. Trolls often you're paying for that fight value. Yes. You don't get it in this one, so that's a big downside. Mm-hmm. Strength is seven. Strength is good. That's nice. Yep. We so can... we're talking a hundred points. So we're talking mortal troll okay. level so comparison. So it's at that. So you, you're worse off already. That's on those. the technical level. It's the drum. It's the shade. Yeah, it's the yeah, troll yeah. Brute. It's it's the centerpiece of your army level. It's the most expensive thing in the list so far. Mm-hmm. Oh, it will be probably. It's got four wounds. Yeah, that's better than most trolls. It means I'm unlikely to die in one turn of combat. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a good insurance. The enemy would have to roll like four wounds. Yeah, yeah. Courage three. That's okay for troll. Yeah. So that's not, not bad. too bad. Not too bad. Uh, I think I've gone through that attacks. I think it's three attacks offhand. I can't remember exactly. Sounds troll like. Yeah, I think it's it's that. I think I think I have to look it up. But I don't think it's got four. Otherwise, it'd be amazing. It's got impact hits. So with its, I'm listening. With its six-inch movement, yes. it walks into a model. Any model, yes. good or evil. When it hits that model, strength 10 hit. That's more than a Moomuk. One attack, though. Okay. Significant strength list. 10, though. But if I go into Cav, I'm going to hit the Mount and the Rider. Nice. So walking into Cavalry is really nice. Um, heroes on Horses, fantastic. Yeah, Force the Throne Rider. And Iron Hill Dwarves. Yes. Defense 8 or just walking through them. Like yeah, that's still threes to still wound. Still threes to wound. It's going to be scary going at those things. So I feel like it's it's almost picky on cavalry and heavy infantry. Yes. So ideally doing that. Large it, base though, but when large, you're stomping on people, that's a good thing. But I'm probably going to play at flanks. So I don't think that worries too much. Because okay, it's also yes. got the hurl. It's also Ooh, got the nice. barge. The barge with it's the It's got no hands. How does, 
Yeah, so so barging with the impact. Barge, yeah, but stop, no, stop, I mean for the hell. Stop. How does it? Oh, who knows? The woman doesn't have any hands either. Yeah, but it's got tusks well, it's and got, trunk. It's got balls with spikes on okay, them. Okay, yeah, I can see Flail. that. Like it's they yo-yo out. And yeah, it's got flails. Ooh, so it can so work. So I could, I could. <laughs> and the enemy's probably higher fight than it, so there's no downside. Except, don't you get no? You you, you go to fight one. Fight. Okay. And since but it's you already hit everyone in contact. Yeah. So if you're surrounded by somebody who's five you're right. five, you're right. You're right. You might actually flail. That's a good point. I didn't even mm-hmm. think about that. So that's all. That's all pretty good. It's also got a couple of rules that are really good. Yes. Terror. That's terror is nice. good. Yes. But the best one. Mm-hmm. Fearless. Fearless. Fearless on a troll. That means. I automatically pass my courage test. So my courage three, which is okay for a troll, is totally irrelevant, except for people that are growling against my courage to wound me. Yeah. So that means you don't care about spectres. You don't care about those elven musicians. Yep. The sentinels. Um, I don't care about break tests. Courage. I don't care um, about break tests. Cursed ammunition and catapults. It's ah. Oh, so in this list, it's always my, useful. With my berserkers, which are like courage six or five, I think they're six mm-hmm. offhand. And the, the troll would feel us. I've got half my army doesn't care about courage. Are you sure this is an evil list? It, it doesn't know? feel like it. No, it's an it even... It seems more like that dwarf list where, you know... base models, which I'll get to sooner, courage three. So, courage is not my concern. And when I'm going to rock 26 models, you, you, you want to be reasonably confident with courage. And I think I am. So, that's, that's my thought with that one. The other option would be to, say, drop it and a few other things... For a Gundabad troll, which fights essentially like a normal troll, but it's tougher. So, fight yeah. seven, strength seven, 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 four, 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 sort of thing. So, mortal troll, sort of. Mortal troll with extra wound, I think. Oh, nice. I think it's the extra wound that, that's that's pretty good. Um, and, a, and a bit of extra points. Or I could drop it down to a couple of little ones of the ogres, which are really good. But last year, I brought them to Sydney. Okay. So, I figure I so should So, they've do been something. done. They've been done. They've been done. In, in addition, in this warband, I've got... Three warbats. Those are the ones where when they move over a model when charging, you roll a dice? No. When they move over a model, uh, when they finish their move, yeah. when the model's not engaged, yes. they, they pick one model that's not engaged in combat. Yes. Man-sized. So, I assume not a cavalry model. Yeah. Because that's cavalry-sized. Uh-huh. So, you roll a four plus, they take a strength four hit. Yep. If they survive... Now, I'm taking that to mean that... Do you have to have got the first four plus? I don't believe so, because the condition is survival. Okay, I point so to you a model. don't need to get the first four? Oh, interesting. This elf, I roll a four plus, takes a strength four hit. It survived that. Mm-hmm. It either survives at two points. It survives by not getting the hit, and it survives by passing the, the strength four, like not dying yep. to that. If it survives... Or having multiple wounds. So, I just look at the model. It survived. Yeah. Four plus is knocked down. That is nasty. So it's pretty good, and with three of them, I can target the same model. Yeah. So I get say long as, I, long as there's somebody for you to charge, you charge somebody else. You pick the person who's not yep. engaged. Swamp, yep. swamp, swamp. And they've also got a rule where if they charge a model, they get uh, it lowers their defense against the bats, um, which is good. It means it's basically one plus to wound. Okay. Yep. Um, it, with slight variations at the extreme ends of the scale. So, if you're striking against sixes by sixes, it could go down sixes by fours instead of fives or whatever. Well, that one, it lowers their defense. So, their defense, say, ten, they go defense eight. When then you can wound them. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. so, no, there is some, some difference there. Although, you strength four, I think, and two attacks. Oh, so. strength four is fine then. Yeah, and I defense. thought they were bats. No, they're, they're good bats. Two attacks, strength four. Like, I think they might be five. 
three. I can't remember. Um, I didn't pay attention to that one, and I'm sounding very confused about them. But I'll, I, I don't. So don't they care. don't have the blinding swarm rule. No, no. But they've got a twelve inch movement. Okay. And they fly. Okay. They're attack bats. They're not. So these are the ones bats. legless rides. Yes. Got yes. It. Yeah, so I'm going to three of them. Um, I've got some Warhammer models that I'm going to use for them because they're the four-jaw ones haven't come out yet. I hope they do come out soon, but I'm not holding my breath. My bats, I'm happy with them. I they think look the good. Bat Swarm do look fairly like large attack bats. Yeah, but I'm not, I don't think I'll use the Bat Swarms. I might. I'll ask the organizer what I'm allowed to use, but I've got True, attack bats. Yeah. I've got war bats. Okay. They're Warhammer yeah, fantasy work. ones. But oh, yeah. That should be fine. I think they look fine. They look pretty similar to the movie, except they're slightly exaggerated. And then my second war band, I've got another Gunder Battle Captain with shield, not the Master of Battle. So I just use a normal gun to battle captain with this. Maybe convert up one using the accessory pack. Twelve gun to battle warriors with spear and shield. Okay. And one of them has a banner. My thought with the gun to battle warriors is in a points match game, like why not put spear and shield on them? Defense six is good. Spearing is good. Make them flexible. They can jump behind the berserkers. They can hold their own. It's a pretty tough wall of models. Like we're looking at a defense seven captain, twelve defense six models with strength four. And a banner behind them, they're going to be hard yeah, to move. That's it, it's a solid core, which your all your specialist yeah, things that you've taken can, can work around. Yeah, so I can just plunk, plunk that down in the middle, and the others yeah. can go jump around the flanks and capture objectives and kill. So I'm actually pretty happy with this. My thoughts were changes. I can drop a uh, let's think about this. I could drop a bat down to two. I could drop an ogre, no, no, a berserker down to seven. I could bring back. Two warriors. So basically replacing those two models for warriors. So it's a straight downgrade. And if I do that, I could turn my troll brute into a Gundabad troll if I've done the maths right. I have. So what that means is my first warband is two Gundabad orc warriors with my standard spear shield, uh, seven berserkers, a troll, and two bats. Um, the Gundabad Troll gives me the Fight 7, which is nasty. I can give it the Scythes, which are 1 plus to wound, or I could give it the the club, D3 attacks. D3 wounds, sorry, for every attack. So okay. the club makes it a hero killer. Before or after fate? Uh, D3 wounds. I, it's, um, I think it might be before fate. Ooh, nasty. Oh, I'll have to check that up again. Um, I think it's before fate, but we'll, we'll check that up. Either way, it's more of a hero killer. Uh, which I don't oh, have a lot of in even my Even plus army. one to wound would definitely help against heroes. The plus one to wound seems to be the one you go for because it's it always, always useful. Yes, the D3 wounds is not always useful. So I guess we'll say a, a troll with the, the scythes. Very nice model, those trolls. My concern is that... Oh, I guess not concern. It just plays like a troll. Yes, so it's something you've done. Yeah. Yeah, what do you think? What do you think? Do I go with my gut feeling and go for something a bit different that might be a bit harder to use and more I do like impact hits. And with the Master of Battle, you're more likely to yes. be able to keep it moving. That's my thought is he follows me on the Master of Battle. Yes. I guess it, at strength 10, it just depends how many three pluses you can roll. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah, true. I can roll threes pretty well. It's, okay, it's, you should be fine then. Yeah, I think it's also my targets. It's targets of opportunity more than anything. Yeah. I can also do some really sneaky stuff like sit on a hill mission and just stomp on my own guys. Yeah. Because he's fearless. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, he, so one of those so ones... you quarter your army by stopping yeah. your troll over all of them. Yeah. Just keep moving into my own guys. Because he's not going to stop... Uh, maybe it's on the charge. I'll have to check that. But um, maybe I can't do that. But imagine mm-hmm. if I can just sit there and I just whirl around very slightly until I bump them all. 
Well, yeah, you can always, like, the first enemy that gets there, you charge over your own guys. Oh, yeah, I can definitely run over my own. So that could be good fun. I don't know. Oh, throw or however it works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've got some options there. Once again, an elite army, but for 550, I don't mind running the 25, 26 models if I've got some heavy hitters. Yes. So Thranduil and lead the good side, mm-hmm. um, the troll brute in the evil side, as long as well as bats and berserkers. I've got really good troops, really good troops. I guess that's the difference in playstyles. I prefer to have more bodies on the table, you know, more yeah. S- yeah. play the solid infantry game. Well, but well I'm locked into Azul Legion, yes. so I could, at the, the very most bodies, I did a number check. If yeah. I take no banners, I think, um, actually, I'll just check I that out. I can, I can get three full warbands. But but it's nice, but it's yeah. A three for warbands, or I can drop a warband to so drop a captain and twelve to really orcs tool out the other ones to, to upgrade one of the warriors to a troll brute. Yeah, to upgrade eight of them to berserkers, which are significantly better. Yeah, and to upgrade three to bats, which gives me some serious maneuver power. It gives me some. Yeah, I think you gotta take that. It gives me some hits that are outside combat. Mm-hmm. The both the bats and the brute can hit outside combat. I feel it gives me more fun. Yes. Like, yes, I've done the troops before, but imagine just a 36 or 39 Miranda Orc army. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, it it does the job, but it's boring. Like, it's just literally put the models in a model placement. Mm-hmm. It plays itself. Yeah. And no shooting. No shooting. No shooting is the killer. Like, there's yeah. no... Like, why would anyone engage you? Whereas the bats can force them. And the berserkers, even. Berserkers are fast. Move eight. Yes. yes. And you've got a brute coming up. Like, I imagine people are going to avoid it. So I throw yeah. that on one side and then everything else on the other side. Like, pick your poison. Yep. So I think I'll have fun with that. I'll lock that in. I'll lock that in. Thank you, David. Okay. Um, standard questions. Yes, go for it. If you do come up against, say, a mord or troll, whatever, what's your plan? Probably playing good. So that's not a okay. big concern. But um, if an I int. Did, an int. Okay, fair enough. Um, I, I can go for the, the fluky strike, but I'm actually going to play the... Um, you've got no shooting. What I'm going to do, my main plan, if it's something that I, I don't think I can kill easily, I'm not going to bother trying. Berserkers have very high courage. I can't remember if it's five or six. I think it's six. And they're fast. So it's going to be the whole pass the courage test, run the other side of it so I can't do the hurl through my lines and just tie it up while my army kills fast. Because I think this army will kill things fast. So I do that. I can always just charge the brute into it as well and try and <laughs> do some impact hits and see what yeah. happens. Well, I guess if your berserkers get some lucky wounds or whatever, then... Well, the other thing is the troll can only do three wounds on it. So, yes, they would probably do it with a three plus. Maybe they get two of them in a turn. But the troll brute can tank for a turn. So, mm-hmm. the, the, the smashing into it might actually threaten it with strength 10. Yeah, and if it's an army leader or whatever, put a wound on it. And yeah, yeah. So, I've got a few options there. The bats, obviously, it's not man size, so they can't just flick it over. But I could also... I could try and bait it away with those things as well. So... It's probably just to buy time and then kill fast. Okay. Are you particularly troubled by, let's say, your evil? So a wizard or a, an Arwen, even? Okay. Uh, Nature's Wrath. Honestly, I'm not that fussed about the knockdowns. Like you know that defense six knockdown, they survive a fair bit of it. So I've got generally. A, I've got a lot of them. Yeah. I'm not- I have had turns where like. Guy with magic hat just wipes out 10 of them, but yeah. I feel like that model, though, is the perfect target for the bats. Because mm-hmm. yes. i got the three bats just to be jumping over, threatening them. Yeah. Um, and I'm fast as well. So, uh, what I don't have to do is be in a group. So, if Nature's Wrath's coming, my berserkers just go everywhere. 
yep. and can just run around and they can threaten from far away. So And you've got the speed you can engage with I can, the wizard. I can or... hover around eight inches and if they knock me down, they won't charge me. So I can do that. Um, the brute probably doesn't want it, but even then it's not going to hurt it. It's just going to hold it up. Mm-hmm. Um, compelling it, I have to read the FAQ. I don't think you can compel it into your own guys, but we'll have a look. Okay. I think I'll reread that because I know you can't with the ogres, but you might. At 550, if there's a wizard, I'm once again, I'm just going to run into combat and hopefully I can engage them. I've yep. got Master of Battle. Kill them fast enough. Kill them that, fast. Yeah. Kill them fast. And the horde of whatever it is, good hordes? Good hordes, hobbits or um, wozers or... Or Gondor. 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 <laughs> Why is that a horde? Uh, I think it's really shield in the middle, hit the flanks, and then... Um, the the standard thing oh like down as well standard thing against hordes is use the monster's power attack to hurl down and knock as many down so they're yeah. not doing any damage. Or back can to you, you barge with the extra um yeah barge. extra impact hits? Uh, the impact hits might actually make a real mess of them. They could potentially do that. So I'm not that worried about. It. I'm actually more worried about the, the 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 good heroes that have good hitting power. So like piercing dwarf heroes, I feel like could rip me apart pretty quickly. Anything that's like owls with fight five, yep. a bit of a worry. I've got no fight five in my army. Rivendell knights. Yeah, I, fair I, my, point. My bats are going to have to do some serious work at that point. So they're my plan. They've got more shooting than you. They've yeah. got, well, you've got bats, but they've got you know cavalry. So. Yeah. So so against Rivendell knights, it's literally spread my army out, take up as much of the board as possible, push them towards, push them towards, push them towards. Yeah. Hope my berserkers, my bats, can get opportunistic attacks. The bats are great because they've got two wounds. So, yeah, if nice. they charge a knight, which they could at 12 inches, the knight can't kill them in one round. Yes. And so, it also means you can soak up more shooting that's probably coming your way. Yes. So, I feel like the bats charge them at the back. Mm-hmm. And then I push forward as quickly as I can, maybe even march with one of my heroes, push my master of battle nearby, and then start mastering a battle their heroics. Yep. The shooting... Berserkers are a bit of the warrior. Hopefully, I'll put them near the terrain. But I don't care they shoot at my defense six warriors, because... It's just, it's a lot of work to kill them. That's strength three bows, though. Yeah, that's against defense six. I'm not okay, worried. Yeah. Against the defense five, I am. The berserkers, mm-hmm. I don't want them shooting at the berserkers. Maybe I'll just scare with a brute. Yeah. Or just, <laughs> or just stomp on my own models <laughs> until they all die. <laughs> yeah, no, good questions. Yeah, no, we'll see how it goes. It should be good fun. I'm actually really excited about them. And they're, they're small enough armies that I can take them on the plane. So mm-hmm. that'd be good. I've got to make a display board for them. Okay, one that, you know, can fit and carry on. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, the trays and then maybe a bit of terrain or two. Yeah. Okay, well, anything else, David? Um, no, it looks like you've got these well thought out. And- well, I had them well thought out, and then we've we've definitely well thought them out. So, I guess that's the end of the episode. It's been a, hopefully a good episode, hopefully enjoyable. It's been a little bit more casual than normal because we're painting and doing other things, but it's good to be back, and we'll get some more episodes out as well. Thank you for listening to the Green Dragon Podcast. Please be advised that the Green Dragon podcast is not suitable for children, the elderly, pregnant women, those with a history of heart conditions, or anyone expecting to receive worthwhile advice. You can contact us on thegreendragonpodcasts at gmail.com. Yes, it has an S at the end. Or our Facebook page, The Green Dragon Podcast. We do not claim ownership of any works based on J.R.R. Tolkien, New Line Cinema, Warner Brothers, or Games Workshop. This podcast is purely for entertainment. The thoughts, as rare as they are, are solely that of our hosts and guests. Farewell, listener, until we meet again.